Thomas on Red Radio. For the students, by the students. Broadcasting live 24-7. So if you missed our chat with Mr. Jurassi on all things distance learning, here is the podcast. Um, I hope you are able to gain some valuable insight from this. And thank you for tuning in. I think uh, looking back, it was probably the best decision that we ever made um, was by taking an early holiday. Um, it, it wasn't going to make a difference to our students when they had their holiday, but it really allowed our staff not only to prepare, but to learn from the schools who had started immediately and to learn from what was happening overseas. And we learned a huge amount of what was, you know, in terms of what was going on. And that set our teachers up, teachers up, teachers up really, really well. So the teachers, just to let all of the students know out there, have had no holiday whatsoever. They have worked really, really hard. And those of you who've started to see stuff coming through on Google Classroom um, will know just how hard they have been working. So it's been a good period of time. Um, I've probably spent every single day on Google Hangouts with staff in different groups, um, each department, talking to every department. Departments have been chatting to one another. It's been 24-7 for all of us. Um, Parents, I think some of you might have seen the documents that we sent out. And I hope those documents will show that, you know, we really have put a really good plan together and we're incredibly confident. And might I even say staff are excited about getting online um, tomorrow. So, yeah, all going all going good. So I wanted to ask, um, obviously, you've catered the learning experience to the three different schools. So there's going to be a different type of way that it works. If you could m- mind taking us through the three different school and how a day is going to look like uh, for the early learning center, for the prep and for the high school. Yeah, sure. So with the Early Learning Center, um, every morning, um, parents will be able to get online. I think it's at nine o'clock. I don't have the document in front of me where they will be able to open up a video um, and they will be able to connect to the teacher, whether it's live or whether it's just a video. And the uh, the teachers there are going to read a story to the children, catch up with the kids. um, And then either on Class Dojo, which um, all parents uh, should have now connected to if they hadn't before, or in grade naught, they're also now going to be involved in um, Google Classroom. And uh, for those of you who haven't got the codes yet, teachers will be sending you those codes um, today or early tomorrow for you to be able to get onto those platforms. Um, this is where parents are going to be able to, are going to have to help their kids out, especially in the early learning center. You're going to just have you're going to have to make sure that you understand how the technology works. And again, we for that um, in the document there are links to how to set up google uh, classroom dojo how to set up uh, google classroom and um, you will get the instructions every day Um, obviously in the early learning center there's not going to be as much work as there is in high school but there is going to be work that is going to be applicable to the students for their age group um, where they'll be able to learn and they'll be able to do things Um, parents will need to spend uh, We've set probably about an hour's online work for students, um, no more than that. The rest of the work that we're expecting in the early learning center um, is uh, for the kids to get to do investigations, to do artwork, to do creativity, and to keep them busy that way. Um, When we move into the um, prep school, similar kind of system, uh, at the beginning of each week, Um, Parents will receive a full-on document that will tell them about the learning during the week, what's going to take place during that week, 
um, what parents should be doing with their student, with their children, and what their children should be doing by themselves. Now, as the kids get older and are older, then obviously we're expecting uh, uh, more self-directed learning for students to take on the learning themselves, for parents to be there to assist when needed. Um, and obviously, the younger the students are, obviously we're expecting parents to help out a little bit. And I've got some tips for parents which we can go through now with you in terms of how to do that. Into the high school, every single morning, your registration period um, is at nine o'clock where you will touch base with your mentor. And that's really just to make sure that from an academic point of view, from a social and emotional uh, point of view, you're doing okay. If you've got any questions, it's just a kind of, it's a hangout. And that's really what it is. How are you guys doing? And then we move into the, 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 the timetable, which I can go through with you in terms of how that will work, because that's obviously much, much more structured. So I, I wanted to ask, a parent sent in this question. She said, um, as a working from home parent with three children, I am quite stressed about how to manage the given time that I have to homeschool three children, do my own work or do the housework. Realistically, what level of parental involvement will be required for prep school students and one middle school student as well? So to this parent, I mean, you're not alone. Uh, I would imagine that almost every parent out there is thinking the same thing and asking the same questions. Um, and it's a really, really good question. I think what, what should really put that uh, this parent's mind at ease is that we are fully aware as a school of the difficulties that parents um, are going to be going through during this period. Um, and in the discussions that I've had with staff, I've made that very clear to staff that they've got to be incredibly realistic. So the first thing that I would say to parents is, as with the staff, be realistic and not pessimistic about this period of time that we're going to go into. Realistic about where you're at, um, but don't be pessimistic about it, because especially in the early learning center and the prep school, kids are going to look to you as a parent um, to, to, and to see how they should be moving, to see what they should be doing. And the kids can become very demotivated if the parent becomes demotivated about this. So I would say the first week or so, give yourself and your kids space and time to adjust to this new lifestyle. Um, as we as teachers uh, are going to have to figure out what is happening, what's going wrong. And I want to make it very clear that all my staff are on standby. During this period, I'm almost in a command center. <laughs> if you're to send emails to me, staff, students. I'm online 24-7, um, and as those, those, those requests come through, the problems come through, we will deal with them. Just please remember that we're going through a learning period as parents are, as students are, and we all want this to work. So let's deal with each other with kindness uh, and respect. I would then say to parents, start working on a routine, not a schedule, but rather a routine, and I'll tell you the difference. A schedule is very rigid. At 9 o'clock, you do this. At 5 past 9, you do this. At 10 past 9, you do this. That's, that's all we're asking for. We're saying set a routine um, in terms of your day and make sure that there's a lot of flexibility. So in the mornings, make sure that with your kids, you're making breakfast, you're having breakfast, possibly making the beds, doing some of the chores that need to be done because you know that more or less 9 o'clock, that's when learning starts. And we specifically made it at 9 o'clock because we know with mom, dad, everybody in the household – there's breakfast, there's things to be done. So, you know, work around that. Then look at the daily or the weekly planner that has been sent to you and adjust your routine around your kids' work. 
Let them, for instance, do work that is self-directed for possibly the first hour, while you as a parent check your emails, get yourself organized for your day, knowing that they're busy working on self-directed work. And then arrange your daily schedule around uh, what needs to be done by each child. Um, if one child needs to be on Google Hangouts with the teacher at 10 a.m., then ensure that your other child uh, is possibly doing their art project, um, which is more self-directed, and that when child one is finished on Google Hangouts, that he or she moves into an investigation so that child two, for instance, can get onto Mathletics or one of those programs. Most importantly, remember that the work that your child gets will seem at the beginning to overwhelm them, and we've taken this into consideration. Just remember, especially in prep school, early learning, middle school, there are no marks being given to prep school kids, and much of the work is designed to be done over a period of time and not on a particular day. So what they don't finish today, they can complete tomorrow or at another time. The core work that is being done in the prep school is done either on reading eggs or mathletics, which is a program and which students can do without a parent's assistance. Um, all they need to do is, depending on how young the child is, is get them online and make sure that they're comfortable. The arts and the investigation work is the same. It's, it's all done without your assistance. In terms of middle school and high school students, most of the work there is self-directed. It has a good idea if you have, um, you know, uh, two or three kids in the family, Maybe get some of the older kids in their spare, spare time to help the younger kids. Um, it allows them to work together, and, 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 and that will help. So in the early learning center, most of the work, most of their work will need some of your assistance. Um, but remember, it's only about an hour in terms of, of the help that they'll need, you'll need. Uh, so take an hour in the morning to help them with the technology so that they can get onto class, dojo, watch the video in the morning, and then look at the instructions that have been given for the week and set your schedule or your, your routine, rather, um, according, your schedule according to that. Um, and please remember that should your child or you be anxious or stressed, they can contact any of our educational or clinical psychologists who will be online also to be able to help. So um, in the high school, we've got two clinical psychologists and two educational psychologists. We've also got in the prep school and the early learning center and if you look on Google Classroom, I think all the numbers have been sent out on Google Classroom. Um, yeah, so they that have. You, they've all been sent out. So as parents, um, all of our social, emotional development staff um, are on board and they're waiting for your calls should you need to get hold of them. So I wanted to ask, some students are struggling a little bit to get in, get a hold of the IT help desk. If that is happening, because I can understand that at this moment in time, there must be a lot of requests. Do you urge students that still haven't had their issues to be completed as of yet to wait a little bit um, for a response or to just keep emailing the IT help desk? Okay, so IT Help Desk have promised me that within 24 hours, they should have got back to you. So if there are students that are still battling, my strong suggestion is that in the high school, definitely, um, they should either let their mentor know or probably better their grade head. Um, and the grade head should then let me know about it and I'll deal with it uh, immediately because I've got a, a hotline to the help desk. Um, in the other grades, uh, for parents, if you're not being able to connect for whatever reason, then please, again, get through the mentor or the class teacher. They'll contact me, and I'll deal with that straight away. I'm hoping by this stage the most important thing, especially in the high school, is for all students now to ensure that they are on Google Classroom. 
So they should be able to see all of their classes on Google Classroom. Uh, and if they're online with that, then that's okay. Let's all understand that we are going to have technical difficulties. Um, there will be disruptions in internet connection. There will be disruptions if we have any kind of, you know, kind of blackouts, etc. Um, I don't want anyone to panic over that. The, the most you can miss out on is a is a hang uh, is a hangout with one of your teachers, and if that's happened because of a problem, hang out with them on another at another time. That's what's wonderful about distance learning. You can contact them at any time. You miss something, all the lessons are online. You have never missed the lesson. You can catch it up, you can get back online, and you can still do that lesson. Yeah, because I know for myself, some of the teachers have said, if this, if you know, for some reason you're not able to connect on Google Meets, there is a recording platform, so some teachers will record, and then students will receive a link in order to catch up on those lessons. Absolutely. Um, so I wanted to ask, I know measures have been put in place for this, but if students don't have access to Wi-Fi or to a strong internet connection, what, what measures have been taken by the school in order to try and alleviate this issue? Okay, so this is obviously a really difficult one because we, we, it's, a stay, it's the same as the question in terms of uh, a school uh, fee relief, and I'm sure we can talk about that um, in, a, in a while. So, so students that are in, 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 in need, and we're talking here about real need. In other words, for financial reasons, um, they, they, they do not have access to data. Then what they need to do is the parent needs to email uh, Mrs. Kirsch. Um, so that's gkirsch at redhill.co.za and put down what the, you know, what the problem is. Um, for parents who can afford it but just haven't either got fiber or haven't, you know, you know, got enough data, et cetera, another question asked, you know, is this the way we're going to be heading in the future? It definitely is. And it's going to be one of the requirements that all households are going to, if you're going to be in the 21st century, you're now going to have to, you know, move up to, 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 to where, to, up to speed, get up to speed with this. So if there are genuine students who, for financial reasons, their families are finding it difficult to, to, to purchase data, um, then please, parent must contact Mrs. Kirsch and we will make a plan for them. Well, there you go. So I wanted to ask, I mean, this is, this is quite an interesting question. I mean, for me, I mean, in the, in, in the future, do you see any potential for online learning to form part of Red Hill's teaching methodology going forward? You know, for example, if a student is off sick, um, will, will lessons be able to in the future look like being remote learning? Cause I think from this, there's a lot we can learn. You know, Thomas, I'm going to I'm going to swing this around, and I don't I don't want to sound you know un, you know being uncaring about where we are at this particular moment in time. This is a a dreadful virus. Um, people are scared, people are anxious, um, and the sooner this is over with, the better. However, out of out of you know every dark scenario comes opportunity, um, and sometimes it's only when you find yourself in a a very difficult situation that you you. You, you manage to to innovate um, in terms of of where we should have been probably you know five years ago. Mm. Uh, online learning is 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 a real thing, and I, I think that this virus is not only going to change school; it's going to change the workplace. It's going to change the way we look at life. I mean, how many of 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 your parents out there are now working from home and don't actually need to go to work and work? Mm. Um, parents are traveling you know for hours to get to work only to sit in another room and do the same amount of work that they could have done at home 
and not have to travel um, and spend money on petrol, etc., and go through the trauma of getting through the traffic. Now, the same thing is going to happen in education. We've learned a tremendous amount. We've been learning, but it really hasn't pushed teachers fully into the space. This virus has pushed us into that space, um, and there's no going back. It's never going to look the same. School will never look the same. Uh, there are so many different options that are now available to us in terms of blended learning. And when I say blended learning, it's going to be a mixture of face-to-face learning at school and online learning. And I think any school that doesn't now move forward into a complete blended learning scenario cannot call themselves a 21st century innovative school. And as you know, that's what Red Hill is. And I think all of our lives are going to change. And in a year or two's time, uh, you might even look back on your early years of education and say, how did this change so dramatically in the last two years? This is not going to be a slow change. This is going to be a dramatic change, an exciting change. And I think we, we should all look forward to it. So a, a teacher um, has asked from another school, um, when we move on to Google Meets um, is for students, um, is there an expectation that the video should be on for other students to look? Do you have to wear anything specific for lessons? Um, because other schools have been forced to wear uniform. I don't know what Red Hill's whole idea around that is. I, I don't <laughs> no, it's, it's one of the reasons I love being at Red Hill. Um, is that we, you know, we we just don't stick to this kind of traditional. Thing, all right. No, at the end don't. of the day, when you go to school, yes, you've got a uniform on. You're seen by people. Here you are at home. Um, you know, you're anxious enough. You're stressed enough. I really don't want students having to worry about sitting in front of uh, what's, uh, you know, a hangout with a with, with a blazer and a tie on. So uh, I know some parents might not to be happy, you know, with that. Well, then let your kid get up and put on a tie and a jacket. But there is no expectation for that whatsoever. As teachers, we're definitely not going to be putting on ties and jackets. Um, we want us all to be in a very social space. We want us to be comfortable with one another. You know, it's one of the, the, the major strengths of a school like Red Hill is the relationship that you have with your teachers um, is a really good relationship. It's a comfortable relationship, and we want that to continue. So, yeah, if you want to have slippers on and you want to have a pair of shorts on, uh, you know, I'm not asking you to sit there with a bathing costume. Um, let's, um, but let's be comfortable. Um, let's get on with the work that we have to get on. So, no, we definitely are not having any kind of, um, you know, um, expectations in terms of uniform. So I know, I mean, all efforts have been taken in place to try and and put in a, a, a learning um, schedule that's going to try and meet what we have in normal school periods. But some, um, you know, parents are a little bit concerned that they're not going to be able to receive the same quality of education that they have been receiving from Red Hill in the past. And I know this is something you cannot necessarily control, but um, how, how, how is this going to look? Do you think it's going to be a, a similar amount of education? Is it going to be a similar quality or are there going to be a bit of issues? Thomas, my problem is I think there's going to be too much education. That's what I'm <laughs> about um, is that the, the, the initial um, thing that a, a, a teacher does when they prepare is prepare tons of work, right? When we're in a classroom and we see you and we can see we're not getting through the work as quickly, what we tend to do as teachers is we then start to decide, okay, what's so important, what's not so important, and then we cut out what's not important. 
Um, I think teachers are so anxious about this and about getting work out to you that you'll find at the beginning you're going to be, there's going to be so much work that you're going to think, how am I going to get through this? Mm. Think as, as, as students, you need to push back on that and say, whoa, 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 there's no way I can get all this done. My teachers know that they're going through a learning phase and they'll expect that. So they're going to negotiate the work with you. They're going to see what's possible, what's not possible. So I think we get, we're overprepared for this. So I think in terms of the work that you're going to get, you're going to get quality work and you're going to get all the work that is needed. Um, so I'm as confident that I can be that definitely um, at, at high school level, because I think this question came from a high school parent, uh, you're completely on track. But please remember that all students are working under similar conditions at every school, Right. Uh, and one of the most important decisions, as I said, that we made is that we had the time to prepare fully. Um, and I'm also, um, you know, on, on, on all of the teachers' Google Classrooms, and I've seen the work that they've put, and I am incredibly impressed by the work that they've done. But however, as said in my document, and I think this is really important for everyone to understand, the success of distance learning is, A, not to panic, for us all to go through it together, but it's on this partnership, this teacher-student and parent partnership. And parents, I do apologize, but at the beginning until kids get used to this, you have a responsibility. There's nothing we can do. Nobody asked for the virus, it happened. And unfortunately for you, your kids are stuck at home. They're usually with us, but now they're with you. So it is a three-way partnership. Teachers have to prepare adequately, which I can assure you they have. But students have to be more responsible and more engaged in their learning than they ever have had to have been at school. They've got to ensure that they work diligently, that they do the work, they submit their assessments, and parents have to be our eyes and ears to make sure that they are doing the work that has to be done. And here, sorry, students, but all teachers should have received an invitation to become a guardian on Google Classroom. And all you've got to do as a parent is become a guardian, accept the invitation, and you will be able to see all the work that your child is getting, whether they, what assignments, whether they're handing them in, plus all the feedback from, um, from staff. So please, parents, if you are, if you trust your kid 100% and you're not, you know, you're not worried, you don't have to because you will be getting information. Um, but if you want to just check, then do that. So, yeah, exactly a question has just come through right now. I have not received any guardian invitations yet. If they have not, if a parent has not received this, must they email Mrs. Kirsch for that one? No. So there they should absolutely, it depends on what grade they're in. If they're in the high school, please get hold of the grade head straight away, right? Um, because they, they, that should have come through the grade head, through the mentors. So either get hold of uh, your child's mentor and say, I haven't received an invitation yet. Well, actually, it would be all the teachers uh, because each each teacher will invite them into their specific class. So get hold of the grade head. Uh, and if you're in the prep school or the early learning center, then get hold of the classroom teacher or in grades five and six of the mentor and just request it. If by tomorrow you still don't have it, then please, in the high school, urgently email Mrs. Adramitoglu, um, in the prep school, Mrs. Kissack, or in the early learning center, Mrs. Pilkington-Williams. So how often through this, through this um, uh, will, will, will 
parents be receiving uh, feedback on their students' performance? How will they know if their students are on track? Will there be um, feedback released weekly or how, how, how will that work? So feedback, we've said to our parents, the, the, our, our staff, the best learning mechanism in this time of distance learning is feedback to the students all the time. But as a guardian, you will get all the information that's being fed back. Um, at the end of this month, there will be a comments report that will go out. Uh, I think prep school parents have already received a report, but high school parents will get uh, comments that will come through. Um, and as results come up every now and again, we will release um, on Adam um, uh, reports of how students are doing, and we will let parents know when those will come out. So I, I assume that the weighting will change because obviously there's no cycle tests. Um, so the weightings of the different um, assessments that were wrote specifically mm -hmm. in high school will be re-weighted and re-looked at by the, by the teachers. Yeah, here again, I would suggest to all parents not to worry about marks at this particular stage. Uh, and here I'm being really, really serious. The most important thing here is the learning that's taking place, the feedback that's being given, and the learning process. You all know uh, that I've said to you, uh, you know, many, many times, um, you know, you, 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 it, it's not about the results that are coming through all the time. It's the learning that takes place. And during this difficult time, obviously, we can have no uh, summative assessments because we cannot get students all at the same time to write an exam. And it wouldn't be fair or valid because they're sitting at home. So a lot of the assessments are done as a responses to work that, are, that, that is happening. And as long as your child is engaged, um, getting involved with, with the conversations that are taking place, they will be standard. As soon as we know when we can get back to school, that is when we will decide how our exam timetable will operate. And you need to give us time. As soon as we hear from the president at the end of this month how things are going to be operating, um, we will then know where we're going um, and we will keep sending information out to parents um, all the time. Um, I know it's two thirty. Are you going to go to? Are you wanting to go to a news break? Or... Uh, we 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 can we can go there just now. Um, I just okay. wanna, I just want to. But but before we go there, I just wanted to ask: um, Do you see what is the the, the price structuring? Because um, a lot of parents, of course, now in this time, uh, finances are going to become a little bit of an issue. So, do you see school fee discounts coming into play? Um, you know, is, 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 I mean, obviously, we have to be cognizant that teachers are not going to stop getting paid. So costs still need to carry on occurring. What, what's the plan there? Okay. So as usual, I, I try and be as honest and upfront and um, transparent with the parents. And so um, I'm sure a lot of parents are going to find this really interesting. I did send out a letter last week explaining uh, to parents how we, how we feel things. But I'll go through, through it on, on air in case some parents didn't read it. Obviously, the holiday period that we have just finished um, is part of our budgeting process. So, obviously, it's holiday. We budget for holiday. So, you know, there's no rebate for a holiday period. But moving into the next period um, of the next couple of weeks or couple of months, first to say that 70% of our budget is spent on salaries for our academic staff. So, obviously, 70% of, of our budget, unless we can look at any kind of, you know, um, redundancies, which we definitely are not going to be looking at, we have to pay 70% of our budget out, um, whether we're at school or whether we're at home. So where does the rest of your, where are the rest of your savings? Well, in terms of our outsourced staff, um, we, we, we looked at which of our outsourced staff needed to be um, on our campus. In other words, that they were, you know, essential staff. 
And you will understand that you cannot just let your grounds over three months, three weeks, whatever, just keep growing. Uh, you know, grass has to be cut. Uh, things like that have to be done. You can't get rid of your security guards. We've seen what's happened uh, to a lot of schools, the burning of schools, because there's been no security guards. So these are essential things. What we did as a school is we ensured that our security guards, our ground staff, our gardening staff, all were accommodated on our grounds. Um, they've gone through social distancing. We've done all, you know, uh, everything that is necessary to keep them safe. But we we continue to pay them. We continue to pay our security guards to keep safe. We continue to pay pay play, uh, pay our um, outsourced cleaning staff, etc. And we're committed to paying them. To the one or two companies, um, so some of our cleaning staff, we still remain committed to paying that cleaning staff. Um, as the president has asked us, you know, as a lot of people have asked where people have budgeted to keep people in a job, we've done the same thing um, at, at Red Hill because we know that if we stop paying those, those companies, they will let their staff go. And this is not a time for people not to be earning a, a, a living. Um, we've committed ourselves to paying our outsourced staff. So although our staff who come in in the afternoons are not going to be working, we did not, we did not want to let them go because they, they need to earn a living. So we've committed ourselves to them, and we feel that as a school, we owe them loyalty. They've been very loyal to us. So we are, So that cuts it down to even less. What's left then is in terms of lights, water, electricity, um, we will need to see how long the lockdown goes for. The saving over a two- to three-week period, over a 1,000 um, parents, is going to be negligible. However, should this last for two to three months, there would obviously be certain savings. So much depends on the length of the lockdown, as well as whether schools will be, will, you know, will, will, will be opened incrementally or, or altogether. And for this reason, we stated in, in our letter to parents that we would continue as normal for term two. At the end of term two, depending on the situation after this period, we would then, if there's been savings, we would offer a rebate. But we need to be financially prudent about this. Very important, and my last point on this, in the letter to our parents, we have said that parents who can show that they have had a substantial loss of income due to the coronavirus, they are invited to contact Mr. Grunewald, our financial manager, to discuss their situation. We do not want any student to have to leave Red Hill over financial distress brought about due to the coronavirus. So any parent who can show that due to the virus, they have a financial problem just to meet with Mr. Grunewald and we will sort that out for you. Well, there you have it. If you have any more questions, please keep them coming through on our chat platform on our website and we will do our best to get through to that. But right now, though, we're just going to quickly get an update on our news with Camilla, with Aidan McConnell. Red Radio News. So I did a bit of research last night because there was a lot of students have been saying that just having a look at the timetable, that looks like it's a much longer day. So I, 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 I brought it down in a normal school day. We're sitting at a six hour, 15 minute day with a 14 minute break in between. In lockdown, however, we are sitting at a six hour, 30 day, but with an hour and 30 minutes uh, worth of break. So. If we focus that further, looking without any breaks or anything, um, in distance learning, it's a five-hour day, pure academic time, um, as opposed to a five-hour, 35-minute day 
um, when we are at norm, normal school. So with that in mind, my question to you, Mr. Jurassi, is is it a similarly strenuous day um, in school versus in lockdown for, for students? Sure, that's, that's a really interesting question, Thomas. Um, look, I think it's going to depend very much on every, every student and how they're going to take the timetable. And I'm glad you've asked me, you know, that question. So if we, if we look specifically, let's look at the Early Learning Centre first and um, the prep school. Their timetables are completely flexible, mm-hmm. right? They yeah. don't have any periods. They have been given flexibility. They get given uh, project work. They get investigations. They get artwork to do. Um, I know in the prep school, or the Early Learning Centre, they then share what they've done on a Friday with their teachers. Um, and obviously, assessments get handed in in the prep school. So the, the important thing here is it really will depend on, on, on the students and the parents to get work done, but it's not during a specific period or specific time. So it's less stressful in that you can go out into the garden if you want to go and grab something to eat, uh, you know, if you want to go to the toilet, if you want to just take 10 minutes off and listen to some music, you have the freedom to do that, which you don't always have at school. The more rigid timetable is in the high school because we've given you a timetable. And yes, it says Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, but you, it goes day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six. So your day starts at 9 a.m. Now, for I mean, I've always believed, you know, that the later you wake up as a, as a teenager, the better you will be at school. So now we get to what is ideal, and that is starting school at 9 a.m. So um, I'm very happy about that. And you get to meet with your mentor group, say hi to your friends, say hi to your teacher, etc. Then you go into three 50-minute periods, followed by lunch. And then there's a further three 50-minute periods. And the IB students, AP students, um, and, and eight subject students then have an extra period after that. Now, it's really, really important that in those 50-minute periods, it, they are also flexible periods. Right. You're not going to sit down and have a teacher talking to you for 50 minutes in every period. Okay. You're going to get work to do during the day. Now, if you decide that you want to spend the first three hours doing Monday to Friday's maths, you can do that. Um, Why the timetable is there is you will get certain invitations to meet in smaller groups during, for instance, English on day two, period three, when you would have normally had English. And your teacher might have said, I want to see the following eight students at that time. So what the timetable does for you is it says, period one, I can expect English. Period two, I can expect Afrikaans. Period three, I can expect maths. And I can expect an invitation from my teacher. Or if I want to get hold of my teacher, that's the time that I can request to have a hangout with my teacher. The rest of the work is done according to your own timing. It can also act for students who need a timetable. Then you can say, all right, I'm going to spread my work out. And when I would normally have English, that's when I'm going to do my English work. When I normally have maths, that's when I'm going to do it. But if I'm stressed that day and I can't, then I'll take, I'll leave it for tomorrow. So again, guys, please remember, flexibility, flexibility, flexibility. All right, that's what this timetable is. It's a guideline, and it definitely makes sure that because why we needed a timetable is imagine your English Afrikaans and math teacher all wanted to see you at 10 o'clock. Yeah. You know, who must I answer to? Yeah, they're not allowed to do that. They can only request a hangout with you um, during the times that you would have had them. What's really exciting 
is I've also said to them, they will never see the whole class generally at once. So what they might do is they might say, on Monday, I want to see these eight students during our lesson. On Tuesday, the, another eight students. On Wednesday, another eight students. It allows you to have smaller classes where you can discuss issues more. So I, I don't think it's going to be so hectic. And I think if we take it in our stride, um, then it will be easier. Also, please note your A&E and assembly periods. We've added in extra lessons there for the first three weeks. Um, there is a possibility that after that we will keep those times available for tutorials. So uh, be aware of that. Um, yeah, so I think it will be as stressful as you decide to make it. Obviously, grade 11 and 12, you have that stress, guys. There's nothing that I can do about that. Uh, you've got to get results in for the end of grade 11 and for your grade 12. So there will be more stress on you, um, but no more or no less than you would have in your normal day. So take it easy in the mornings, get enough rest, you've got food next to you, eat good food, hydrate constantly, drink water, and you guys will be okay. So a lot of metrics um, have been asking this. Is there a possibility um, of students potentially having to make mark adjustments for the specific requirements for IEB? For example, a bio lab practical for portfolio tasks. Has, uh, has IEB been in contact with you about the plans that will take place for those specific requirements? So that has been one of the frustrating things. We, we haven't had much guidance from the IEB. Um, and I suppose their reasoning is that they haven't had much guidance from government. And remember, IEB only sets questions. They, they don't set curriculum. Um, curriculum is still set by the national government. IEB just sets your exams. Um, and both the IEB and the government exams still have to be certified by UMALUSI, which is the overall um, body that governs the legitimacy of the exam. So until... Uh, Umalusi says that things can be changed. Nobody can change anything. So we're we're doing things as normal, but your teachers are so experienced at this that they will know exactly what to do and how to adjust marks. And I promise you that there isn't a student under my watch that will not get the benefit of the doubt um, under these trying circumstances. And I've given instructions to all staff that you give our students the benefit of the doubt um, when it comes to marking, to ensure that you guys um, have got the, you know, the, you, that, that you're set up to get the best result you possibly can get. Um, and that's why one of the questions when you asked, somebody asked about what will happen in term two and will, he, will, will, will uh, holidays remain the same time? You know, there, there are a couple of, and I wrote them down, I just got to find it, there are a couple of scenarios that um, we can look at. Scenario one is we all go back to school in May, June, around that period of time. Um, we'll still need to take calculated proportions as to how we run the school day, taking into account social distancing. Because, guys, even if we go back in May or June, coronavirus is around for the rest of the year. Okay, It's going to become part of our norm. We're starting to see uh, reports coming in from overseas. Um, you know, It's going to become part of one of the flus that people get. It's just how we're going to deal with it. So we need to learn to operate in a different way. We need to be very mindful of social distancing and hygiene. We'll need to be upfront with our school, you guys, in terms, and this is so important, of your status so that when and as you get the virus, you will remain in quarantine. As soon as you're well enough, you'll come back to school. But we have to make sure 
that we're upfront and we're honest with each other. Mm. It's not good uh, a student saying, well, I don't want to miss out on two weeks of mass. I'm not going to tell anybody that I have the virus. All that's going to happen is you'll get your teacher ill and then your teacher's not online and nothing can be done. We have to really show integrity and honesty here. And if you have to be off for two weeks, you're off for two weeks, we will continue to run our distance learning program. So you're not going to miss out on any work and your teachers will be available for you. But the fewer students we have in our school that have the virus, the less we're going to have a chance that everybody gets ill at the same time. So social distancing, those things will have to become part of our new normal and distance learning will become part of our new normal. Second scenario is that there's a gradual reintroduction of schooling for certain grades at a time. And there is the possibility that matrix will come back straight away um, and that the rest of the grades will come in, um, you know, a month after um, each different grade so that we come into school slowly. Uh, we do the same thing. Um, we run both a real and a virtual school. And then there's a possibility that we don't come back until September, as late as September. Um, don't worry about holidays. You know, uh, there are no holidays. You just keep going. Most important thing, I think if a kind of normal comes back, the June and August holidays will remain more or less the same. But if I was in grade 11 or grade 12, I wouldn't look forward to any major holiday. Because coming back to school, there is nothing like face-to-face -face learning. We might come back and have to use the whole of August to do exactly what you said, Thomas, um, you know, go in and do practicals. Are already talking about the fact that if this lasts into May, there will be no August or June or June holiday. So definitely grade 11s and 12s. You have to have those pracs. You're going to have to have results in. Parents listening out there, I'm sorry to tell you this, but yeah, for this year, just can those holidays if you've got a kid in grade 11 and 12, because a lot of work, practical work is going to have to be caught up, both artwork, design work, science work, you name it. So I just want to quickly clarify, um, because uh, there's a bit of a misconception, the there's only a timetable for the high school. The prep school and the early learning center are completely flexible. Absolutely. They will get work that comes in uh, weekly. Parents will get a weekly scheme of work, and then daily there will be work. And if the parent gets onto Google Classroom, it is very clearly set out the work for each day. But again, remember, flexibility, what can't be done on Monday can be done on Tuesday, can be done on Wednesday. We will work with our parents and our students. Nobody's going to get a detention. Nobody's going to fail. Nobody's going to have any of that happening. Um, we all understand the difficult situation we're in and we're all going to work together. So let's not stress. And again, guys, as parents, and I must say, the amount of support that I've received from emails and, and telephone calls from parents has been so heartening. Um, it has kept me going. It's kept me excited to know that we have an incredible parent body out there that understands how hard our teachers have been working and are so supportive. Guys, let's keep that going. During the anxious times and, 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 and the stress times, let's always remember that when we communicate with each other, Let's read our emails once over before we send them because none of us, both parents to teachers and teachers to parents and students to parents and parents to students, none of us want to be in a situation where we come across as being rude or insensitive or uncaring. Um, and sometimes a tone of an email is not like a telephone call. So let's be careful. We're in this together. 
We're one community and we're an amazing community. So thank you for the support. Let's keep that going. Um, we'll, we'll all get through this together. Well, there we go. Thank you so much for joining us, Mr. Jurassic. I think we got through most of that. If we um, couldn't get to your question at this current point, um, please make sure to just follow the communication um, guidelines that have been set out. And I think it's abundantly clear the measures that have been put into place, and we are in a good standing at this point. So I think from the Red Hill community, I mean, the, the thanks that are pouring in is, is immense. So thank you, and I think you have our support. Um, and I think it's going to be good. So any final Thomas, last... before you go, yes. before you go, before you go, <laughs> I can't, I can't go without, and I know I do it all the time and I'm not patronizing you, but you and your entire team, uh, it, it, this is, this is one of a kind. Um, I haven't seen it anywhere in South Africa and I doubt there's too much of it going on elsewhere in the world. You've been, you've been, you've been, you've been trailblazers. You've, you've put on a show from your home. You've kept me entertained. Um, I've listened more to Red Radio than any other radio station because it happens to be on now and I know it's on. Um, you've given an outlet for students, for people to remain creative. But most important, you've kept those communication lines open. And that is so, so important during this period of time. Um, I know that it's important to hear from leaders. Um, I know how we put on our TVs. We want to hear from our leaders. You've given me a great platform I'm available anytime to be able to come on the radio station, but all of you, and I, you know, I know there, there are a lot of people behind you in the scenes that, that work on, you know, behind the scenes, the music, you just keep doing the great job you guys are doing from, from, from the, from me as the head to all of you and your team. It's appreciated. Uh, we love you guys. And um, thanks for what you guys do. Brilliant. Oh, that makes my heart warm. 